Hello and welcome to the Traveling Chef podcast. My name is David Nixon and I will be your host. Um, I wanted to sort of take this first episode as a chance to introduce myself and let you know a little bit about me and how I came about setting up the podcast. Ever since I was little, I've always been into food. I've always loved cooking. There's pictures of me as a little kid, must have been about two or three, sort of sat on top of the kitchen bench just watching my mom or whoever was cooking and I think there must have been something that triggered that when I was little because ever since then I've just always wanted to be in the kitchen. Um, the biggest thing about food for me was as a kid growing up, the one time we were always together as a family was was at the table and I think that idea of bringing people together was just really important to me and I think that's kind of why I became so passionate about food and you know, bringing everyone together is, is, over food is, is a really powerful thing. And it just grew from there. Um, I'm super lucky that, you know, I grew up in different countries and um, was exposed to cuisines from all over the world. And after I graduated from university, I moved abroad and did more traveling. And I've just always had a appreciation for different cultures and cuisines. And in 2012, probably, is when I first started doing a little bit of private chefing. I've been cooking for friends and stuff, but in 2012, I kind of had to do it a little bit more. And that kind of was the first time I say really cooking for people became something that maybe I'd sort of see as a future. When I was little, I said like I wanted to be a chef, but I didn't really know what that would look like. But 2012, I think, was kind of when that I really started doing little things to make it come true and end up cooking for some really cool people over the years um, from, you know, royal families in the Middle East, which was, which was always an experience. And then during my eight years in China, you know, I ended up cooking for some very big people in, uh, in business and just generally had some amazing opportunities come my way. Uh, during COVID in China, um, I, well, I was a teacher in China and during COVID, Essentially, we went online for majority of the two and a half years I was there um, during COVID. And I had a lot of free time just because my lessons became very short. You know, teaching PE online is, is not the most exciting thing. And, um, you know, participation levels weren't fantastic. So I just ended up having a lot of time. So I decided that I was going to start doing something productive and I'm, I'm not very good at doing nothing. I, I sort of always have to be busy. So I started writing down ideas, looking at different things I could possibly do. And I decided that, you know, I'm going to cook food for people and deliver it around Beijing. Um, and so I started off with uh, a what like a WeChat, which is like Chinese, China's WhatsApp. Uh, I set up a group with like five people in it and then they added someone and they added someone. And I started delivering food at first, you know, it was, wasn't very many people, but within two weeks I had about 60 and within two months I had uh, 150 people. Sometimes the group got bigger, but 150 people was kind of the, the sort of average. And I was delivering two to three, um, two to three times a week. I was doing deliveries with the help of some friends who would organize the delivery drivers, but you know, people would order from, you know, almost an hour outside of the city. And I posted in a few groups and it became really popular. And I was really able to sort of test myself and try new recipes and try new skills. And I stuck to food that I was comfortable with. 
and slowly started to branch out but it wasn't really fine dining it was more like home comfort food so you know I did lots of Mexican um, Arabic which is kind of probably one of my favorite foods to cook and yeah I made good money from it and it really it really told me like this is what I should be doing you know I loved the getting feedback from people I loved helping people um, to have some delicious food and in Beijing there were some good restaurants but I think the sort of home comfort food that I was making during COVID when it was a difficult, difficult time, people really kind of took off. And eventually from that, I realized like, you know, I don't, I, I really enjoy teaching. I love the lifestyle I was living, but I didn't really have the fulfillment anymore. And that fulfillment was, was really important to me. And I realized that actually like cooking for people is, that's what I'm meant to do. And I started looking at different options. So there's potential to go to Dubai, um, move to Costa Rica where my fiance is from and do private chefing there, um, even potentially staying in China. But I, I kind of had this sort of imposter syndrome really where I felt I wasn't really good enough or didn't didn't deserve almost to, to, to sort of move into that field without any sort of experience because like i've been doing private chefing for a long time and I've, I've worked a little bit with a couple of restaurants but nothing very sporadic and nothing you know really concrete and so i started having this feeling like oh, what happens if i'm not good enough what happens if you know i don't don't deliver what i say i can and so i started looking at different options and i started looking at culinary schools i looked at the cordon bleu and then I found Leith's, um, Leith School of Food and Wine in London. And I just really liked what they were about. Everything sort of told me this is a place where I wanted to go. So I sort of emailed them and had a little chat with the principal and decided, you know, this is this is where I want to go. So I think it was probably April last year where I made the decision to come. And I haven't looked back since really. It's been the best decision I've ever made. It's an incredible. It is an incredible school, you know. Um, it's expensive, but for me, it's worth it, and I'm getting out everything I can from it. And yeah, it's been a great decision. I I, I really feel like this is the happiest sort of time of my life, and it's really great to sort of test myself and learn new skills, and also see what my level is at. And that's a big part of what drove me to come here. Was like I didn't think I maybe I was good enough to do it but what I proved to myself is I had some really good skills but there were some areas I was really lacking in and I'm so glad that I came particularly with things like patisserie and presentation those are two areas that Lisa has just been amazing with to be honest for me and one of the great things about the school is we our day is broken down into two sort of parts you know we have a demonstration and we have a practical so for the most part, that's how the day works. So let's say, for example, in the morning, my group and another group will be in pr a practical. So we'll be cooking different dishes, whatever it is, you know, um, we'll get like a, a a schedule for the week, the week before. Um, so let's say, you know, from 9.30 till say 12.30, one o'clock, you'll be cooking and, and stuff. And then you have a lunch break and then you do the demonstrations. And the demonstrations is kind of what led me to this podcast because they get some incredible people coming on to the um, to do demonstrations. Like we get, we have amazing teachers who show us different skills. You know, some of them be experts in patisserie or in sauce making or in 
butchery of meats. Um, but they also bring on amazing uh, guest lecturers and the guest lecturers will come on and talk about whatever their, their, their sort of topic is. Um, and they'll cook for us and talk about what they do and talk about how they got into the industry and so on. And, you know, for example, we had uh, Yuki Gomi, Japanese food. Um, Stephen Lamb came and talked about butchery, smoking and curing meats. Effectively from that, I was like, you know, I want to learn more. I want to speak to these people and go more into depth and learn about what they do. And so that led me to basically researching online for the last sort of two months, like a guest list of people I want to speak to. And I've messaged, you know, people with millions of followers, people with no social media presence and professors and doctors and of all kinds of different things to do with food, wine and and sort of the surrounding area. And I've been really surprised about the people that have got back to me. And it made me realize that like if you put yourself out there and you're willing to sort of just ask people, you'd be surprised how many people say yes. And um yeah, it's been pretty, I've been pretty blown away actually with some of the guests that I've been able to get on um, or going to get on. And so how the podcast is going to work, essentially it's going to be a seasonal thing. So this is going to be season one. There'll be between eight to 10 episodes per season and I'll be covering completely different topics each each episode. There's going to be not really be any sort of leading on to each other at the moment because I just like the idea of chatting about a different thing each time. Um so yeah, some of the topics I'll be covering are beer brewing with um, a, a scientist, uh, wine with the world's top sommelier, smoking and curing with an award-winning author, and um, to climate change with a doctor from the University of Oxford. So super interesting topics, and uh, I really hope you enjoy it, and thank you for listening. Um, this is so weird to say this. Uh, please can you subscribe uh check out my instagram youtube channel um where i'll be posting shorts of each episode to sort of give people an idea of what the episode's about and it is at the traveling chef podcast uh thank you very much for your time i hope you enjoy the first episode with charlie bamforth uh cheers